Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. <laughs> scotch, scotch, scotch. The arsonist had odd shaped feet. She sells. She sells. <laughs> <laughs> Have it. Hi, Gappers. Shooting the Gap is on. <clears throat> With me, as always, is Ryan and Doug. Hello. With me, as not always, is Justin. Hi. Wow. Wild card weekend. Fucking wild. To say that it, that it wasn't wild would be a fabrication of the truth. Before we get started, we gotta gotta honor somebody. There yep. we go. I'm yeah. just gonna do that at the end. No, it's at the beginning. We're going to knock it out right now. this was already decided before I knew, so I'm sorry I was talking. I'll shut up now. We lost a member of your family. Furry, four-legged. Furry, four-legged member. We lost champ this week. We lost champ. It's an honor at champ. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to miss that dog. He was, a, he was a good loving dog. I feel like I've seen him like sitting on the couch or laying in the corner these last couple days, but he's just not there. Just not there. At least I got to spend a little Christmas time with him. It was good. Good times. He good was times. an old dog. He was a happy dog. Yep. To champ. To champ. Eric. Chink. Chink. Chink a doing. That wasn't racist. The irony is the kids never left water in their uh, in his bowl. We all just cheers with water. <laughs> little, little ironic. Speaking of horrible implosions, just, just of dehydration. Yeah, like no, 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 no. You didn't. No, not out of neglect. I'm not saying that. So let's, let's go over the uh, the diaper fire that was Wild Card Weekend because we Speak got. Speak for yourself, buddy. We got a couple of uh, we had we had three teams for sure that they were their own their own worst enemy. Well, um, and one of which I didn't. You got to start with the first game. Um, it was a it was a close game. Um, take away that that kick return. Talking about the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. That first half was close, a lot closer than the final score would lead you to believe. Even with. What, four turnovers in the first half, Ryan? From Brian Hoyer? Four turnovers. What was it, 10 3, 13 3, or something like that going into halftime? 10 yeah, 3. Still. Or 10 0. No, they, they, they had a field goal at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was uh, It was still within their reach. Not so much when you get to the second half. It just got, got ugly at that point. Uh, since uh, KC looks good, I guess. I mean, they look like a team. Alex Smith throws like for 190 yards or something. They didn't. They didn't light anything up. Um, they didn't light anything up. Yeah. They didn't they light anything up. up the there Houston wasn't. Texans, um, who beat themselves more? Yep. The Houston Texans. The turnovers were bad. We've seen. They this. were not. They were not good turnovers. They were. They were the kind of thing where you're going. I, I don't know why he was throwing it to that receiver and they were bad throws in we've, the first place. We've seen this kind of game though against Kansas City before. Yeah, it was when Peyton Manning did it. That's right. 
and it was the same result. Yeah, and except the, for their coach, our coach decided to put in our backup. Yeah, <laughs> a lot earlier. Um, yeah, that was uh, it, it. I just it was it was disheartening just looking at every update on my phone. <laughs> I was like, wow, another field goal. Wow, another field goal. Are you kidding? Are, are the Texans, are they going to even do anything? I mean, they actually did play a couple decent games this season. Uh, I just, I didn't see, I saw them losing, but I didn't see them losing like They this. were one of the hot teams going into the playoffs. Just, just like the last Kansas nine games, they, they stormed their way back to it and claimed that division. Defense started playing good ball. They beat up on the Bengals, a healthy Bengals team. Yeah, it just didn't happen. This just wasn't meant to be. They shot themselves in too many foots. I think that after game. that, after the third turnover, it looked to me like the Texans just couldn't. Was that the one where they were inside the 10-yard line and yeah. threw it over the middle? Yep, and the got double picked. coverage and got picked. Yeah, when it, it looked like, like that was it, man. That was like, You could feel the steam leave the whole stadium. Mm-hmm. It was done. The boos were raining. The boo birds came out. And it got ugly, and it stayed ugly. Yeah, they were Kansas being... City did the one thing that we said that you should do, which is keep Hopkins in check. Hopkins yeah. wanted he had six catches, sixty-five yards, something like that. Nothing. nothing he wanted him. he wanted uh, Hoyer out of there after that last turnover. Oh yeah, <laughs> they yeah. still left him in there. Yeah, I, th- I think if maybe they had a uh, backup that had been on the team for more than a few weeks, maybe they would have made that call a little earlier, but. I'm, I'm kind of divided on that. I'm on both sides of it. I can see you not wanting to bring in some dude that hasn't played much with you guys. At that point, you strip down your offense a, a lot at that point. I mean, you're running shotgun, four wides, three wides, two tight ends, whatever the fuck it is, and you're running pretty simple routes, and they're going to start picking you apart with that secondary that's pretty good over there in Kansas City. So I understand why they didn't, but if they'd have done it, I would have understood that as well. they got two pro bowlers in that secondary. They do, and and an all pro, and that's uh, yeah. I'm with you. You can't bring Brian. You can't bring Brian Whedon in and tell him go out there and win the game. Well, at the he's same not time, go out. it's not like he's going to come out after that. And, at the same time, let's let, take a look at these drives. The, the first two drives that they had, they totaled six yards, six yards, and just just under two minutes of possession. I mean they they weren't they weren't doing anything effective um, that first quarter at all, um, but you but can't, it was so close. Yeah, like it wasn't out of hand. It was thirteen to they, nothing at, at, at halftime. They, they went they in at half. It was thirteen to nothing. They weren't effective, but they weren't beat. No, they weren't beat. Not at that point. With all the turnovers, <clears throat> but you open up the half with another turnover. Um, you can't. It, that's and that's that's they played themselves. I mean, well, Brian Hoyer played himself out of that game. It, it just... Might have played himself right out of Houston. He could have. He very yeah, well could have. Might have played himself out of the league with that performance because <coughs> there's no way he's not a backup now. Well, he'll still be in the league. Yeah. He's, he's a viable backup. There's no there's no way he doesn't just live the rest of his career as a backup. They're going to... I mean, that's not something you take to another team and say, let me be... Let me compete for the starting job. Right. They're going to go, no... We see what the seller looks like with you, and it is not good. Right. It's so we are not doing that. Uh, another thing I noticed about that game in particular is inconsistent play at the running back position. Uh, they would get a play here or there for 10, 
nine, eight, nine, ten yards. But they wouldn't get it on first down. They'd get it on like thirteen or third and thirteen, or they'd get it on first down and then, you know, go backwards two or three yards on the next couple tries. So not really moving the ball forward, just occasionally pushing the ball forward and just the occasional chunk of yards. But mostly stop short constantly. Yep. Um, well, they're running on backups in the backfield as well. Right. So. I mean, their backups are backups. Yeah, they got guys that weren't on the team as well playing back so, there. So. They were, they're a team that we said early on could compete in this division and in this league. They just need some help at offense and, well, by gosh, by golly, it showed. I think we're, we're pretty sure, all of us here, that put a quarterback on that team that's capable, top 10, top 15 guy, and that's a different game. Also, it, it just is. It's, it, it just is. Hoyer has shown he's not a starter in this league. It's it's just not there. You're going to have to play teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to have to play pass rushes like that. You can't you can't do that. And it's been kind of the story of his career the last couple of seasons when it when it starts to go downhill for him. There ain't no stopping it. There ain't no stopping it for for Mr. Hoyer. They might want to consider too switching to, you know, two running backs that can actually move the ball instead of trying to put everything on the shoulders of uh, Arian Foster because another year, another season-ending injury for Arian Foster, that doesn't help. I mean, the guy's a great, great back. He's explosive. He's got moves. But every time he gets hurt, it just chips more time off his total He's, off his off his total career. It's, he reminds me of a lot, hard, a lot the way watch. Andre Johnson left that team where it was constant injuries constant injuries with you know flashes of what he used to be I think Arian Foster's days and that team are done they need to start building that offense on something for the future and I I don't think Arian Foster is a future not because he might not have a good year or two left in him but he's just simply not the future. The future so, ain't one to two years. If you're thinking about future, you're thinking yeah. about how much further out than that. Absolutely. Right. Um, and they're going to be rebuilding the offense. That's the problem. They have an explosive wideout. They have some other good guys out there playing wide receiver. Um, they don't have a very good offensive line. They don't have a quarterback. The running back situation is screwed. Um, they're they're going to be rebuilding that offense for a while. So that's what that game was about. Let's move on to some fun games. I want to talk about Cincinnati. We got some. We got some fun games coming up. Should we do one more garbage game? Let's do one more garbage game. Do you want to do the Redskins? Let's talk about the Redskins Packers game. It was it was a garbage game. It wasn't like it wasn't like all the other ones where there was epic fail, epic implosions of of the team. But you know the Redskins had they had they had all of the momentum going into the half. They had the Packers and. Precarious situations multiple times. Aaron Rodgers was getting knocked down. Uh, they 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 looked like they were the favorites going into half, and I, then they came out completely flat. I look, I, I kind of disagree with you. They had the momentum in the first quarter, but going into halftime, I think Green Bay definitely took that back. They put some points on the board going into halftime and started to show that they're going to bounce back into the game. And then the sec- the second half. Uh, it's quite as simple as Green Bay just made more plays. Uh, it's simple as that. Aaron Rodgers showed that, you know, <clears throat> that the demise of Aaron Rodgers is a little bit early. Yeah, I mean, it's he, it, it might be a little overplayed that he came out and he made some great plays and receivers who don't 
weren't making plays normally this year. Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams had a couple of big time catches uh, on a couple time. of those drives. So uh, he they they turned around. They turned that game around really quickly and just in the second half made better plays. I thought the play calling in Green Bay was a lot better offensively in the second half uh, versus the first half. And same thing with Washington. I thought the play calling was not as good. Um, it, it, they looked like they were trying to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, trying to keep drives moving, but they couldn't do it. So, end of the day, long, boring game, a grinding out game. Sorry to say, Washington Redskins, we picked you, but you didn't win. I have the Packers going in this game. <clears throat> they went... I didn't. I didn't see the strength that everybody else was trying to sell me all week. So I definitely uh, gave the Packers the win that I knew they were going to get. Going well, in. congratulations. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm going to take that win. You did great. So fantabulous. I, th- I think we should move on to the one that we all want to talk about. It's up to you guys. Well, I think we should move on to the second other one. Okay. We'll, let's, we'll go to we'll go to missed kick game. What do we call it? They wanted to call it the Tundra Bowl, but I think that that you know Ice Bowl. Is that what they called it? No, no, that's that's an actual Dallas <laughs> um, Morton Anderson 60s. Part Two. So, um, they wanted to call it the Tundra Bowl in Minnesota. It probably would have caught on had he made the kick, but it's not going to now. It's just going to be like that time you guys choked when it was really cold. This game comes down to one play, period. The one where Russell Wilson's rolling out, falls down. After fumbling um, the ball. After fumbling well, the ball. Well, it was more like a, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's early it got, snap. It got snapped over his shoulders. It was an early shoulder. snap. It went, it went there, whatever, the ball's on the ground. He runs back and he gets it, and he's picking it up, and he's going to run, and he slips and he falls down, and guys come to get him, but someone takes a really terrible angle and allows him to get up and run, <laughs> and then he finds the fucking rookie, lock it wide open in the middle of the field because his defensive back was chasing Russell Wilson at this point instead of covering his man, and then boom, they're inside the five yard line after that play. Three deep on Doug Baldwin. It becomes a totally different game at that point. Momentum. When people talk about momentum, you could see it in that game. Yep. That was it. That was the shift. Going, that's the end. They're gonna see. I was gonna win this game, and they still almost lost this game. I cannot believe you missed that field goal. I don't give up. Uh, well, at the end of the day, I mean, they they the fumble. The fumble. Adrian Peterson was huge. That was a was. huge, huge fumble. Mm-hmm. That turned into three points. The, that pass that you were talking about was the, lead, was, uh, was the one for the happened. touchdown. That football would not have had, that fumble wouldn't have happened if not for the Russell Wilson play. Mm-hmm. It, that that is the key to that game. Absolutely, it, it, it just it changed the whole spectrum <clears> of it. There was no life in Seattle. Russell Wilson looked like he wanted to die. Everybody on Seattle looked like they, they hated looked, life. It just you need that shot of adrenaline, that momentum shift to happen for you to get psyched up when it's negative five degrees outside. Right. Because when shit sucks and you're that cold, you can't just psych yourself up. Something has to happen in the game to get your adrenaline flowing because you're freezing your fucking dick off. That shit looks so cold. So cold. I get to work in negative five degree temperatures. Now granted I'm not hitting people. But it, it definitely sucks. And, and to their credit, most of those guys, they want that competitive edge. They don't want to wear base layers. They don't want to wear something warm. They, they want to make sure they have all the mobility that they can, and they want to make Nothing sure... to grab and all that shit. That yeah. they're not restricted, and it's like, well... Eh. <laughs> 
maybe base layers is probably a good idea. Well, some guys just <coughs> some guys are different. Some guys want you know to be warm. Uh, you know how it is. Some people are like as long James as my Jones. long as my hands and my head are he are, are covered. Yeah, I'm I'm good to go. Some people are you know as long as I got long sleeves on, I'm good. So as far as all that goes, whatever. I mean Minnesota got to practice in it all week, so they'd be the most prepared of the two teams for it. And they were until that until it just shifted. Until just that one. Then play. they, they get downfield. They get downfield. Teddy Bridgewater <coughs> makes a great throw to the tight end on the sideline. He turns upfield. And all of a sudden, it's you're thinking, wow, Minnesota's going to pull this game out. We have to talk about the kick. Um, I've seen enough memes to never make me want to watch Ace Ventura ever again. But, <laughs> but are the okay? Are the laces that important? Because he'd already he made a 45 yard field goal <clears throat> with the laces right there. That it was a much more difficult kick, and it was right down the middle. And it was all his, kick, his other kicks were right down the middle. Everything he nailed, he nailed his kicks. <laughs> that game was over. That's why I think he choked. Complete choke. I'm not blaming the holder. I'm not. He got the ball down there. 27 yard field goal. You kick it. He even said the kicker himself, Blair Walsh, said. I, don't know, I think he said something stupid like, "I don't care if you give me like a watermelon or something. I, I got to make that kick." So he knows he needs to make that kick. He's accepting it. Moving on, I'm sure he's being threatened. I'm sure people are really pissed off in Minnesota. This guy was a top five kicker all season long. That's a shame that it ended that way for him. Right. I mean, and his team. You know, a lot End like, of the day, it comes down to a couple of things in the NFL. You need to convert your opportunities in the red zone to touchdowns. Don't turn the ball over. Those were things that bit them in the ass today. That's the difference in the game. Just. One of each of those things is the difference in the game today. Right. So take advantage of scoring opportunities, and that means <coughs> that means actually converting the scoring opportunities. Absolutely. Not just not just taking advantage like you get the ball in on their side of the field. You want you want to get the ball and score. Uh, and scoring is what wins games. Make that field goal in Seattle's home again. They're the luckiest football team I have ever seen. Every time, and now they go next week, they get to play the Panthers, a game that everybody can't wait for. That's going to be a good game. Let's talk about the fun game. I think it's going to be a good game. Is it? Is it fun game time? Fun game time. Okay, we'll talk about... We saved the fun for last. We'll talk about the actual disaster. <coughs> um, I don't know if it's a disaster. I thought it was fun. You're not a Bengals fan. I they know. collapsed huge. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was tremendously disastrous. They said the Brian Hoyer was an implosion. The Brian Hoyer play at quarterback. I think the Bengals defense defensive play in the fourth quarter was horrendous. It was abysmal <laughs> at best. We we all know how it, how it went down. We got to talk about this fucking hit. Let's let's Fontes talk about perfect. Fontes, Mister Perfect. If you're out there, I want you to hear me, and he I want you to there. hear He's me good. Time. So, here's what I had to say, sir. Sure. Watching it I, after hundreds of times that I've gotten to watch that replay, I can see that you were squared up on the player. I know that you were ready to make a play. I've said vehemently, four inches either way with Antonio Brown, and you wouldn't have even made contact with his head. However, sir, you're asking for people to not call you out. You're asking for people to not uh, 
to not automatically throw the flag when they see that your number's involved. However, you've given yourself this bad name. And while it definitely looks like you made you made every intent to make sure that you made a legit hit, you hit them on the head. And with your previous attitude, previous actions, uh, and with your actions throughout that game, somewhat, uh, I would say, selfish, somewhat uh, dangerous, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt calls. I know you think people are picking on you, but you've given yourself that name. I don't think that you were headhunting. I don't think that you intentionally meant to take that guy's head off. You were trying to make a football play. But don't throw your hands up in the air and wonder why when you're you're pretty much branded as a dirty player. Well, I think he's wondering why because of everything that you just said, because he was square, because he pulled up, because he didn't go in to hit him. He could have destroyed him. And uh, that's what's not being spoken about that much is what he could have done if he wouldn't have pulled up. Um, Try stopping yourself. All right, put yourself in this position. I want you to play linebacker. I want you to back up. I want you to go one way really quick and then find out that you have to go the other way. As fast as you can and get to that point as fast as you can. And then in three steps, stop completely without running into a wall. Okay, make sure the wall's three steps away from you and see if you're going to run into it. Or dodge it. You're going to. Okay, so I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with, with the penalty. I have a problem with the whole, let's suspend the guy for four games. I, I don't think that that is at all what needs to happen. Odell Beckham Jr. didn't get suspended for four games. That was full speed. Intentional. Head to head, break your neck, bullshit. The guy from Pittsburgh who cleaned up, was it Bolton? David Bruton. Or Bruton. That was yeah, he didn't even get suspended for any games, and that was head-on, had a player's head down, and he crowned the fuck out of him. I, I, if he gets a game suspension, okay, but he wasn't. That is not the same thing that Odell Beckham Jr. did. No, I, I, I agree. I think that's a. <clears throat> I think what he's going to get is a fine. Personally, I don't think he's going to get a suspension. I think a lot of people are taking into account his attitude throughout the game. Well. I mean, it's chippy, and that whole game is chippy. Everybody has an attitude problem. The, crowd, the refs the were crowd enforcing a no-fly zone before the game the, even started. There's an attitude problem all over the field. The whole stadium has an attitude problem. So to to say we're going to suspend one guy for getting a little chippy, it's not the I agree with uh, Gonzo that it's not the same thing as Odell Beckham Jr.'s where no. it was two guys going at it being chippy with each other and then well after the play he goes to spear the guy you know in the head helmet to helmet after the play is over he did this in the middle of the play this is to me a fine that, that at, at the worst yeah. I, don't, I don't see a suspension from this I, I think it would be this I think he. I, I, I think it's quite clear that I, I. think it's quite clear that he lowered the boom and missed. To be honest with you, he. He lowered the boom and missed. Hit his head. Uh, it is what it is. Guys do that all the time, and they get fined for it. They don't get suspended. Right. So. He. He is. He had every intention of hitting the guy. He even had every intention of making the appropriate hit within, within the rules set forth by the league of how you should hit a player. He moved his head to the side, he tucked his arm in, and he hit him with the shoulder. He led with the shoulder. 
that's a legit. That's how. That's how you have to hit anymore, if you don't want to catch a penalty. But also according to the same rules, if you make contact with the receiver's head before he turns around, that's a penalty. So according to the rules, it's a penalty. Should he be suspended? No, he shouldn't be suspended for that play. I just that's not a suspension. That guy was. It's a football play. Like he was making a football play. But getting in the ref's face afterwards. Uh, well, that's when composure comes into it. When you talk about his attitude, obviously, wrong move, wrong fucking move. It's the middle of a fourth quarter game winning, game potential winning drive that you're participating in. You just fucked up. Don't fuck up more. Let it go. What the fuck is Joey Porter doing? I mean, we heard now that he's going to get fined, but how did that nothing come of that during the game? Right, where was the flag for that? That, that, that and then, should have and offset. Pac-Man, and he's talking shit, and Pac-Man reacts to a coach talking shit. Pac-Man gets in trouble for shrugging off the ref, which you shouldn't do. I, I agree you shouldn't either. But, I mean, it's like it's like Bill Burr says. When, you go, when firemen go to a fire and put out the fire, they don't just go, well, fires are bad. They shouldn't happen and leave, they investigate to see how it happened. There was a chain of events that led to Pac-Man Jones being a fucking asshole. And he is an asshole. He always is. But he'd been cool, been chill most of the season, didn't hear too much from him, and he was provoked. Correct me if I'm he wrong, was absolutely Gonzo. And he, didn't. he reacted incorrectly, but he was provoked. He was provoked. Didn't earlier in the game, wasn't this the same game, where one of the coaches on the Pittsburgh bench grabbed one of the uh, one of the Cincinnati players by his hair I had heard something like that I, I was uh, out at, I was eating dinner but in uh, a restaurant like no, no volume or nothing was it Munchak? grabbed his arm and his hair and his hair and that's what he reacted <coughs> to was getting his head jerked back grabbing his hair mm-hmm. referees caught it that was I don't a, know, people are talking about fines and suspensions and to me if they turn around and suspend, Vontes uh, for that. They need to suspend Munchak and Joey Porter. Oh yeah, absolutely. Those, those guys were completely out of line. They're supposed to be the ones that control their team. They're supposed to be the ones that set the example. The ones who calm you down. The ones who don't let shit get out of control. Not only is Marvin Lewis responsible, obviously Munchak and Joey Porter are. They, I mean, a fine is not that much. Tomlin's responsible. But, but when it when it turns like that, I was going to get to that as well. This is uh, it is it is a. Very heated rivalry right now. Oh, yeah. Between two good teams. And it's going to carry over next year. There's no fucking doubt about it. The NFL knows that, too. And watch them capitalize on it and make them play each other week one. Oh, yeah. Watch. There will be blood. Watch. It's it's The NFL will capitalize on it, but they will get you. They'll, they'll get your ass. So, in the next coming months, as, they, as, as the draft and training camp and everything starts getting to that point, there needs to be some kind of calm down factor. I don't know what it's going to be. They need to bring someone new in. Marvin Lewis might get fired. Marvin Lewis said he was going to resign if he didn't win, so... Yeah, so... (laughs) Let's see if he goes through with what he said. That that might have been... I'm almost positive. He said at the beginning of this season, if I don't win a playoff game this year, I will resign. That might have been coming from the owner who had told you... (laughs) Right. If you don't win a playoff game... You might We're not one and done anymore. Before I fire right. you, <laughs> because this is a good team. Well, in his DC and is already that, interviewing for a head coach job. Mm-hmm. I, I know that. I know that um, Andy Dalton was out. I know they were playing a backup quarterback, but they had the lead and they had the game. 
and they could not control their football team. That that was a that was a crazy turn of events. Well, and you know, it's a, seeing that it's it's another game where weather definitely played a factor. I mean, really rainy. Lots it rainy. was it was just it was in and out of downpours, and it was it looked miserable. It looked it looked uncomfortable, but you know, I I honestly again. I'm just t- I'm considering the source. The Steelers, they, their coaching staff has been known in the past to get personal fouls called against them, and it doesn't surprise me in the least that one of their coaching staff is going to be getting fined. I mean, we're talking about the head coach that stepped out on the field when Jacoby Jones was running back a punt and tried to trip Jacoby Jones. I Live play. I'm not, I wouldn't say he tried to trip him. He tried to fuck with him a little bit. That's for sure. <laughs> he might have. He, might he have, got he might in have, his way. He might have intentionally got in his way. That's that's an opinion. But he certainly didn't try to trip him. That's a fact. That was an exaggeration. Okay. And I, <laughs> he didn't stick his foot out or no. grab his ankle or anything. He definitely got out there and got in his he way. He was standing where he shouldn't have been. Um, no doubt about either that. Either way, I blame the coaches for. Firstly, I blame the coaches for not trying to. Like, I get it. You want to you. You want to allow your team to get a little chippy because you want the other team to get chippy back and get the retaliation penalty. Okay, if you if you want to play that kind of chess match, it's a risky one, but probably not one that I want to. A one and done situation. That's that's pretty pretty much that's a silly thing to do. Um, and then I blame the, the officiating was just out of like th- get some control. Get some control. If you have to, set the example. I don't necessarily agree that it was all, all the officiating. I feel like this is a real. <coughs> I think we. I don't think he was just adding. I think no, it I don't was. Think he was saying anything about all. No. I'm just when we've talked about coaches and the players and no, not the officiating. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't know that there was much more in the way that they could have done. Oh much no, there was. I. Don't see that there's much more. There's pro- obviously more they could have done, but I don't think there was much more they could have done. Uh, you got to go with what's being done on the field. And to be completely honest with you, if if it were me, I I, I feel like all this craziness is on the head coaching staff. If I, I'm kind of disappointed in Tomlin and Lewis that when you saw it getting kind of out of control in the third quarter fourth quarter there you didn't get your assistant coaches together and say your position guys because you don't need your offensive defensive quarter dealing with this shit your position guys together you tell them go to your guys get your guys on a timeout and you tell every single one of them to maintain their composure and get it together so we can win this game you get that through their heads and you do it now well there's a play that really sparked the whole I mean, it got past Chippy, and it went to, it went to the the brawls that were happening almost, almost after every play. Um, it was uh, I want to say it was Shazier squared up on somebody. Uh, Gilberry came out on the field and had words, and then uh, Vontez came out on the field and had words. Um, that was the one where all of a sudden there was a bunch of people on the field that wasn't supposed to be there. And that's the point that I'm tr- that I'm going to bring up as far as the referees losing control and not doing what they needed to do to get the game back in check. Um, at that point, you had multiple players from the bench that had no business being on the field. 
come into the field of play and start a scuffle. Right then and there, it's going to be a flag. They didn't pull the flag out on Cincinnati and say, get your players back on the bench. They let it go. That's the point where you start doing your personal fouls. Gilberry on it. Nope. I don't. I don't know. I I'm pretty sure that somebody got flagged on that particular play that you're talking about. But that what you're talking about happens all the time, and flags are not pulled. It happens literally all the time. In a all game like that, I, I get that. It, I get that it happens all the time. In a game like that, I mean, even even the announcers, it, everybody's was everybody was saying it. There, Chris Collinsworth was like, they're losing control of this game. Everybody's losing control of the game. So that's, like I said, it's it, you have to take a firm stance when it starts getting that way. I mean, you got you got Big Ben that goes out with a shoulder injury, and you got asshole fucking fans. I'm talking to you, Cincinnati. You're acting like people from Philly. You guys should be fucking ashamed. They threw batteries at Santa. Yeah, mm. they threw batteries at Santa. These people were throwing water bottles at an injured player. You guys are disgusting. That is worse than whatever monster that everybody wants to make Vontez Perfect out to be. You fans are sickening. Furthermore, six arrests due to assault. Did you see the one like a dude peed on a fan? <laughs> and he peed on somebody, After dude? Fighting like, him. Jesus Christ. It, <laughs> I've been to lots of games where there's fights. I've seen fights at Old Mile High all the time. There was fights at Old Mile High. But everyone like, oh yeah? Well, well I'm gonna pee on you now when you're not looking. Right. I, I mean it'd make you not want to fight the guy ever again, yeah. that's for sure. Well it, you're like, what if I lose? What's next? I just I, shit on me? I mean God. This is, this is worse than when the Eagles booed a dog at halftime for not catching a Frisbee. You guys are just assholes. Well, it, I think, uh, you know, the way it was, I think it was Ryan that said earlier that, my, like, the whole thing was chippy. Like, the whole environment of that game. Everything. Was chippy. It, it went into the crowd as well. It and, it is, and it is Ohio, Pennsylvania. It is... It is it's a rivalry. That's that's a rivalry in high school football. That's a rivalry in college football. That is big. What is so it? chippy? Like this was stuff to you. I'm being oh. chippy. Okay. <laughs> Do you want another example? Okay, yeah, I didn't expect that. I was just like, would you like more examples of no? Chippy? No, it's good. like with the don't pee on me. Everybody's everybody's talking shit. Okay. Everybody's bumping, pushing a little okay. bit. That's that would pushing it. Yeah. Pushing it. Okay. You know, they're not full out fighting, but they're getting to that point. When okay. you hear a guy say it's getting chippy out here, they can just control it. Don't okay. worry about something stupid happening. Either okay. way, like what we kind of saw yesterday. Off my soapbox on the fans and and getting to the 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 refs had have some responsibility in this and the, and the coaches have some responsibility. So, uh, wow, but the I fans think, are dicks. That's a change of pace. <laughs> well, we we never get this far into it, but there well, was a lot to say. On really this. quick, I think there was a lot to say. I think this. we've done. You're fine. Beat the shit out of this horse. Uh, really quickly, though, and important things it. of this game that I think are things that will carry over actually into next week. Big Ben, his shoulder, we'll, we'll Gonzo. About, we'll talk about that. His we'll, shoulder. Yeah. They won the game. They won the game. They won the game. We got to get that before it gets right. trademarked. We good. We won the game. We won the game. We won the game. You got to smile a little bit. Yeah, hey, Ryan. Ryan. The first person to say. I heard your dog died this week. <laughs> we won the game. It's you're kind of a dick. We got picks. We'll talk about all that in a little bit. We still got our playoff picks. 
We got our playoff picks, but let's get to the five times. Five times! In honor of Blair Walsh being unable to drink sand, <laughs> we are going to we are going to do top five playoff NFL playoff jokes. Um, did you do something now? No. Okay, fuck. Well, I, I did postseason. Playoffs, postseason. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not writing a fucking biography over here. Shut the fuck up. Biopic. Biopic. Um, Biopic. Top five NFL playoff jokes. This is always relative with us, so don't be saying, well, in 1964, I don't give a fuck about 1964. Nobody cares about 1964. We're all plus the age of 35 here, and we're going to talk about what we've seen and what we consider chokes These are ours. These are ours for uh, us. In honor of the guest, we'll go first. All right, well, honorable mention, um, I I remember it because I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) It was was a playoff game, uh, Seattle Green Bay, uh, 2004. And it went into overtime. Matt Hasselbeck from the Seattle Seahawks. On the uh, honorable mentions? Yes, this is we honorable just go. Yeah, okay. you don't explain those. Anyway, uh, it, it's it's called the reverse prediction. Matt <laughs> Hasselbeck. You're still explaining it. it. Don't you don't explain get to explain it. it. We don't you don't get to explain mentions. it. All right. God damn it. I'm going to pee on you. <laughs> Fuck you. Follow the fucking format. Raheem. <laughs> number five. Raheem Moore. Denver in the uh, 2012 You can talk playoffs. about this one. I was there. I was, was, I was enough. in the North Moving Stands. <laughs> That's all you need to say. <laughs> and I watched it happen, and I swear he had the angle. He had the, he had the everything. He did. I was he standing just, next to Ryan or to Justin. He yeah. just didn't have it. So that's number five, and I hated it, and it sucks, and it will be burned in my memory forever. Happy birthday, Gonzo. Thank you. That was a great birthday. Um, <laughs> number four, the fumble. Thanks, Ernest Biner. Oh, that I was a good show. that was nice. uh, that was that was like that began the epic collapse of the Cleveland Browns. Just like after that, they never before that the year the drive. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh no, I can comment on these all I want. The drive was the year before it kind of began it, and we still played the Browns in the AFC Championship about three years later. So they weren't done yet, but they were on their way. Stick off our cannon. So the fumble, um, all I gotta say, thanks Ernest Biner. Everybody in Denver still loves you. So for the rest of his playing career, he got to hear Biner, Biner from seventy-five thousand people wherever he went. <laughs> yep. Um, number three, Casey kicks it out of bounds. You dick, you fucking asshole, you fucking kick it straight and in the end zone. You fucking win the game. Panthers beat the fucking Pats, and I don't have to fucking hear about how great Tom Brady is. It was another win by Adam Vinatieri. So thanks a lot. You gave the ball to the fucking Pats on the 40, jerk. Um, number two. Jerk. Patriots go 18-1. and Oh, nice. They choke. Tom Brady sat on the ground and cried like a little girl. Made me happy. It was, it was the best. Thank you, Super Bowl Forty Two. Made my day. Number one, the drive. Because Cleveland thought that they had us after a bobbled punt or a bobbled kick, and we ended up on the two-yard line. Two players were quoted as saying the exact same thing, and each there was it was a player from each team that said it. There was an offensive lineman that had said, we have them right where we want them. 
There was also a defensive lineman that said we have him right where we want him. Uh, jokes Dave on you. stuttered. Jokes on you, Dave Cleveland. Said it. We, uh, as you all know, the whole effing shit. John Elway, ninety-eight yards. Mark Jackson for the win. For the tie, we won. Or for the tie, it was over. a kick in overtime, and that was uh, yeah. Rich Carlos. Rich Carlos with no foot. Well, he had a foot. He had a foot. No, no shoe. No shoe. Okay. Or sock. I was like, that makes it that much more impressive, really. With a nub? He kicked it with his shit. Little nubs kicking. <laughs> so that's my He top. was stumpy, but he was our stumpy. That was a good top Massel, Matt Hasselback. I'll take, we'll take the ball for the win. That was that was a good top five. That was a good top five. I'm going to go next. I'll go next. Are you sure? Yours list is probably better. Wow. Okay. I'm getting overruled a lot today. I'm going to be quiet. Let me lead. <laughs> I will uh, lead, follow, or get out of the way. I'm following. I will, I, I, will, I will honorably mention the Broncos losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the, uh, I'm not happy about the game. Number five, Tony Romo's fumble, which leads to Reno. His, on the on the whole, on the yeah, whole. I forgot the whole. about that. Yeah. Yeah. That, Tony is, Romo's that starts fumble. the whole thing of Tony of Romo Tony is. Yeah. being a choker. Yeah. You want to talk about some choke jobs? That's that that people call him a choke job because of that play. Because they ignore the, the fact that his team's been garbage all this fucking time. But that particular play is why Tony Tony Romo gets called a choker. Even though he's won a lot of clutch games, any anytime he has a bad game or makes a bad throw or anything, they always go back to that. Right back to that, and then lead up to whatever. Good fucking one. I forgot that one. Oh yeah. Uh, number four, the fumble. That's that was the last we saw of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Biner. Except in like two years later in the AFC Championship game. Oh well. Played him again. <laughs> Bernie Cosa. 1989. Bernie Spider. Son of the team still. <laughs> um, I went to that game. I used to change it. My dad took me that one. Then what happened? I knew we were gonna get our. <laughs> I knew you were gonna get our asses kicked by the 49ers. That's how smart of a 12 of a 10 year old I was. You didn't have to be that smart in football at all to know that was gonna happen. That we were gonna get killed. Yeah. <laughs> I remember knowing we were going to that Super Bowl. I was like. Hey, these are really good. <laughs> I also remember how many 49ers fans there were all of a sudden all yeah. over at school. Uh, number three, 18 and one. Oh, so sorry, Tommy. These clothes. Um, not sorry, Tom. Don't sorry, not Tom. sorry. Hashtag. Go fuck your wife that looks like a dude. <laughs> number two, with her bunches. Skinny, no ass having Casey's girl. choke job in Indy. Oh, last year, two last years ago, year. two years ago, whatever the hell it was. Yes, yeah, two playoffs ago. Yeah, good they one. They got that was huge. They were like, ah, it was good. That's they were blowing, blowing them. All they had to do was just keep handing the ball off. They could have taken a knee and punted, and probably won that game. Probably they could have just kept taking knees, but no. They fucking choked the shit away of that game. That game was... That was insane. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I couldn't either. That's when I was in exile down in South America. That was... It was... It was crazy. It was It was exciting to watch because I don't like the Chiefs. You were in the like Florida the, Keys, I think. Was it the Florida Keys for that one? Yeah. Okay, Florida Keys for that one. It's like Bermuda. Um, 
Sure. Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, Come on pretty mama. mama. <laughs> best Beach Boys song ever. Number one. You're welcome, James. You called that a joke? Ouch. <laughs> Yesterday you whispered it, so what was it? Wide right. Oh. You've heard that more than once on this show, Doug. I know, but... You probably mentioned it every It's a 48-yard field goal. It's not exactly a shit Not a money shot, shot yeah. That's, eh. that's a tough one. He took that on the chin, too. Watch the Buffalo Bills 30 for 30. The four seasons of Buffalo or whatever it's called. Four losses or whatever it is. Um, whatever. They're back to good, back the, to back. They're like 10, back to back to back to back. They're like 10 to 15 minutes that they talk about the kicker. Yeah, you, you feel for Mr. Scott Norwood. You feel a little bit for him. But he took every bit of that on the chin like he was a porn star. And he didn't give a shit. Came back the next year and kicked well. After blowing it. He blew it. Wide right. He blew it. He blew it. He blew it. Honorable mentions. Uh, Denver versus the Colts in the divisional round last year. Denver versus the Ravens in the divisional round of 2002. That's, that's, that's the only honorable mentions I'm going with. I'm not going to hop on board with the ones that I didn't get. Your list was probably better than mine. Uh, number five, Gary Anderson. Missing the 38-yard field goal in the 98 NFC Championship game mm-hmm. against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. We wouldn't have played the Falcons, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have had a blown-out Super Bowl. We would have had a much different game. I still think we win. It would have been a different game. It would have been fun to see Randall Cunningham in a Super Bowl with Randy Moss and Chris Carter, Robert Smith, uh, Randall on the defensive end. There's a lot of cool Vikings players that didn't get to participate in that game because their kicker missed one kick all season. One kick all season, and it was in the NFC Championship game. I'm still trying to picture a game with Robert Smith and the guy who wrote the X Files. Not the dude from The Cure. Oh, fucking! Can you Robert Smith with some Robert Smith? Robert Smith. Mega Potter. Mega Potter. Number four, Blair Walsh makes it onto my top five today. Um, that was that was unreal. I I think uh, he places were in. We we looked they it up. In. We looked it up, Gappers, and we're gonna tell you what's up. And I don't want to hear that bullshit again. I'm so sick of it. I've heard it all fucking day and read it all day. Not the not the, here, not the reason not the reason why he missed the kick, but the reference to that fucking movie is driving me crazy. Um, when the laces are kicked, it deadens the ball, so it doesn't fly as far. If the laces are turned to the right, the ball will go to the right. If the laces are turned to the left, the ball will go to the left. It doesn't change the direction. We looked it up. AJ Feely said it. He's a kicker, so I'm just going to take some word for it. That ball went whoop and kicked that shit so left. It was it was just it wasn't as bad as McManus, but it was bad. But it was bad. But it was bad, and it just like deflates a whole town. That that would have been a big win for that organization, for their young quarterback, for their young football team, all the way around. And we've had the cold walk out of the stadium. Yes, it sucks. We were there a lot longer than those pussies. Overtime. Three overtimes that uh, Number three. This one I was not alive for, but my father has told me about it. Well, pretty much my whole life. Jackie Smith, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Comes across the back of the end zone. Roger Staubach puts the ball right between the numbers. Goes right off his chest. They lost by four points in that game. <laughs> Pittsburgh doesn't get four Super Bowls in that in that decade. It changes a lot of stuff. Dallas 
goes up, Pittsburgh goes down. That was a pretty big fucking choke. Pretty big fucking choke. Uh, number two, Matt Hasselbeck. That's why you don't get to talk about it in your honorable mentions. <laughs> damn it. Because I'm doing it. We don't talk about honorable mentions. It hasn't changed. First rule of honorable mentions. You do not talk about honorable mentions. First rule of vegan club. You tell everyone everybody vegan club. immediately <laughs> and often. As Justin was about to say, but I so graciously cut him off, Matt Hasselbeck in the overtime against the Green Bay Packers won the toss with the Seahawks. They won the toss and he said, we want the ball because we're going to win. Promptly goes out and throws a pick six for a loss. <laughs> Fourth play. He pick six. Throws a pick six and they lose the game. And everyone's just looking at Matt Hasselbeck like, Dick. Fuck you, Fucking man. dick. Don't ever open your fucking mouth again. He tried to pull the name it. And it totally it, it just backfired. didn't work. And, and it's got to be a joke because it's, it's a man-on-man route. And he's sitting on that hitch. Every time I see it, I'm just, why are you throwing that ball? It's like he didn't even look. Put it right on him. I think it was Al Harris, if I remember correctly. Touchdown. Um, big choke. Big, big choke. Huge Number choke. one, this stopped the dynasty. Well, it, it didn't stop it, but it it killed what could have been a major dynasty, what could have been three, maybe four in a row, and, and calling a homer if you want. But when the Denver Broncos lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars in 96 in that divisional playoff game, that hurt. That hurt really bad. Of course, we bounced back next year, but... As a teenager, I thought Elway was done. I thought he was going to retire. I broke up with my girlfriend. <laughs> I got in a fight with my dad. All within a span of about 30 minutes, those were the things that were happening. It was destructive. Like, that was, Denver was a really shitty city for about a month after that. <laughs> Nobody liked Everybody anybody. Everybody was pissed off. Because that, that was. That's the definition of a choke. You're a better team. You get ahead, give them the lead back. Get ahead, give them the lead back. Get ahead, give them the lead back until there's just no hope anymore and you're so down by more 10 time points. on the clock. Yeah. What the biggest choke, and the, it, uh, that's three in a row Super Bowls. I think we beat the Packers any fucking time. I think we go and still do a much better job than whatever New England did against the Packers. And I know we'd have beat New England 34-3 to because that's back in the day when we beat New England 34-3. to Thirty-four to six, thirty-eight to seven, all the time. So that that loss was outside of the. I didn't want to put all the Broncos on here because honestly, we've had some playoff jokes. Oh my god, we've had a few. So outside of the uh, the game that I went to with Justin, the Baltimore Ravens divisional round game, uh, the Jacksonville one was the most heartbreaking to me as a Denver Broncos fan. I'm surprised neither of you guys brought up uh, Marino's last game. I wanted to, but was it in the playoffs? Uh huh. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars, sixty-two to seven. That's not a choke. That's an asshole thing. Choke is when you have a chance. <laughs> you didn't have a fucking. He choked chance. before he got out of the field. <laughs> you, you don't have a chance. I think he had in a sixty-two to seven seventy-two game. yards of total passing or something like that. It was. It was an embarrassment. Well, Jimmy and Johnson he, shouldn't have been coaching that team. Yeah, Johnson Johnson was let go after that season, was he yeah, not? I think it was either that year or the year after. And so. then Marino promptly retired. He's like, okay, there's no way I'm going to make it to the Super Bowl. Whew. Moving on. Still feeling bad about that, Jackson. Doug? Yeah, that one hurt. Yes. In honor of the mad Russian Rasputin's birthday today, we're doing top... It's nine? Oh, that's a different race. That's... Not race either. <laughs> Nationality. Germans not a race. 
It's the master. Oh, sorry. Whoa. We're not supposed to do that. <laughs> You're like, oof. Well, that's what they call so, so I'm going to call them that. Um, the mad Russian Rasputin's birthday. Uh, top five immortals in, in fiction. fiction. We need to make that clear. We make that very clear. We had to make it clear to me. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I, I'm, I feel like it's always fiction, isn't I it? I would be very interested, maybe it's next redundant. week, to hear if you could come up with five real, actual immortals. That's why I said it. You don't have to say in fiction. <laughs> Granite. Well, we're going from the Not we're going from the we're going being. from books and comic books. Yes, yeah. movies, plays, whatever you all that bullshit. So yeah, yeah. all places you would find fictional characters and immortals, <laughs> and, immortals. <laughs> and thus immortals. Who wants to go first? Our guest goes first. We'll go. Okay, come on, guest. Honorable mention goes to the Doctor from Doctor Who. Not an immortal. Ha! I asked to sit. I thought he was just a different character all the time. I'll go ahead and look it up for you. He's not immortal. No, I wouldn't want to look this up on Doctor Who. Yeah, that's, don't that's really want to look it up. I got it from the Doctor Who thing, so we're good. The Doctor Who thing, he says. It was a party he went to a couple days ago, okay? He didn't want to tell you you'd be jealous. Just move on. I'm going to move on. It's, a, it's an honorable mention, so fuck Doctor Who anyway. It's a stupid show. <laughs> Number care. five. Not immortal. Terror Inc. Doug? Who's that? Oh, well. Terror Inc. Terror Inc. Is it Inc. a carnet? Um, he is a comic book character who. Terror Incarnate. He can actually, to stay immortal, what he will do is he will take the body parts of his vanquished foes and attach them to himself, thus preserving his immortality. Mostly and he things. can actually uh, take the form of his vanquished foe and carry on with whatever he's doing. Terror Inc. Correct. What comic is that? Yeah, from? it's in the Marvel Universe. What is that? The name of the comic? Yes. Thank you. That was the question. Yes. I okay. It is the name of the comic. It is also the name of the character. Number four, Celine from Underworld, because I wanted to tap that so bad. <coughs> Who? Celine. Who's that? Selena. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale from the Underworld. From Underworld. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm not that versed in Underworld. She's sexy. These movies were stupid. Number three, Hellboy, because. He's awesome, and he likes pancakes. Pancakes. Who doesn't like pancakes? Pancakes. Pancakes. That's what he calls them. Number two, and you can, whatever. I'll I know probably, that, but you want to argue about Doctor Who? I will catch shit for this, and probably. that's fine, nerdverse. Um, technically, Wolverine hasn't died yet. Yeah, so. he's dead. Is he dead he's in the dead. current continuity? He's dead. Well, that kind of Also not immortal. Slowly decaying. Slowly decaying over time, according to. No, well, there's also a weapon that negates healing factors that can kill him. Um, he used it to kill Sabretooth. It's cloned. Okay, let's move. Don't on. ask. Thanks. <laughs> I, I knew it was. But yeah, Wolverine <laughs> is technically dead. Number one, because I, I cheaped out and I wanted to just to kind of snub Dr. Manhattan. I got brought up when I was arguing, uh, when I was talking to someone about that. Technically. I don't know if he ages or not, though. Does he not age? He exists in, like, all of time, but, like, that's... Yeah, okay. There's only, like, one comic. There's only the that one story, right? 
for the Watchmen? Yeah, well, there's before Watchmen as well, but I mean, it's, it's that wouldn't be him being all Doctor Manhattan. No, no, it's it's, it's, it's be before Watchmen. He, so. he exists. He exists in, in out of time and in, outside of all of time. Right. So yeah, technically, yeah, he's yeah. immortal. Yeah, I'll give you Doctor Manhattan. I'll cool. give you a Doctor, not the Doctor. Keep talking that way. You gonna go see it? I'm done. Moving on. I'll go. Honorable mentions. Kenny Doctor McCormick. Who? Yes. Deadpool. Nice Good one. Ken McCormick. And God. <laughs> Butthole. <laughs> Told you he's on my list. God from South Park? Does it matter? Yes. Why? Because I want it to be like the weird hippo thing. Sure. Great. God from South Park. Whatever floats your boat, Doug. Great. Thank you. Number five. Dracula. Can I ask a question, though? Because I got, we could be arguing semantics, which is fine, but are they technically undead? Like, immortal implies living, is kind of where I came at it from. I just thought immortal means you can't die. You don't die when you become a vampire. You just turn. It hasn't, yeah. it wasn't quietly ditched. He got a new set of regenerations that's not becoming immortal. Okay, we're having that conversation. We're not going to talk about Doctor Who like that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, where did we land on the undead thing? Uh, when, when it comes to vampires, if you hear me, they don't, you don't die when you become a vampire. You just become a vampire when someone bites you. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're undead, you, so you, you have no died. heartbeat. So you haven't died. You're still alive. Okay. That's, that's, one that doesn't decay. One that, yes, okay. That's very true. Yes. I'll see the heartbeat for decay, yeah. And it's oh. sentient. As, yes, an ascension. Yes. Uh, number four. Number four. Number four. Number four. Food. Number four. Rachel Gould. Immortal as long as he gets to the Lazarus pit. Yeah, but see there, that that screwed you right there because it's as long as he gets to it. So, as long as you don't chop the head off of a fucking vampire, they still fucking live. There's biological immortal. I can't remember what the other one is. There's biological immortal, which means you can die. But as long as somebody doesn't cause you to die, as opposed like time. Okay. Okay. Time. I'm not. I'm not gonna nitpick. I. I know I could. I know I could on my own list. So. Well then, shut the fuck yeah, up. Exactly. Don't pee on there me. And be a dick. He's like the most nitpicky he's been on any list <laughs> for a long time. Number three. Oh, did I mention my immortals are bad guys? By the way, that's my okay. thing. Um, Number three, Jason Voorhees. That could have gone unsaid as well. <laughs> yes. Jason Voorhees yep. continues to be killed. Always pop up. Blown up and come back to life again. Burned to death. They'll send him to the sun. He'll still come back. Number they th- did in the tenth one, didn't they? Yes. Number two, Satan. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> His list is pissing you off <laughs> <laughs> well, well, more than mine. Well, at least he's admitting the fictional characters. That's true. <laughs> you true. get wins when you lose. I don't know. Sometimes. No, what does that even sometimes mean? Sometimes when you win, you win and lose. And sometimes when you lose, you win. And sometimes when you lose, you lose. Thanks, so stupid. Thanks, Rosie Perez. Number one. Your tits are high. Justin always go to tits. <laughs> Number one, death. Death is immortal. Like, the. Oh, do you want me to pull a character, Dad? Well, yeah, you could just say death. I just said a character. Reaper. Death. Okay. 
if it makes you happy from Supernatural. I don't, I don't watch Supernatural. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't watch all the half the bullshit. It would have made me happier if you just said Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. Death from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. They gave him a melt. Death from Family Guy. Death from, Death from, the, San, from the Sandman comics would be your go-to on that one. Yeah. I should have gone to Sandman. Shut up, Doug. I think Moving on. This is Doug. I'm going last. All right, honorable mentions. Will Ferrell's character from Austin Powers. Uh, well, Doug, he doesn't actually proven that he doesn't die. He just doesn't. No, die he keeps coming scenes. back. Watch the movies. He just doesn't get killed in those scenes. That's all. Um, we're not a classy show. We're not. We're not doing that anymore. Is to quit farting on the show. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to let me in on that? Resolution? I just did. So that's your last one. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, a bunch of mine are from, from comics, but um, uh, Vandal Savage, Hob Gadling from the Sandman comics, Adam Monroe from Heroes, and Frankenstein's Monster. Um, He's already dead, though. They But no, they brought him to life. He's technically okay, alive. Okay, so I'm nitpicking, but I won't anymore. We'll see how that annoys him. No, I'm fine. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I argued this for like two hours at a bar uh, he is, yesterday afternoon. He has risen. <clears throat> Um, number five, uh, the Phoenix Force from X-Men. Technically sentient, uh, universal, immortal. Um, there was a late night, it was a last minute edition, I'm, I can't really back a whole lot of that up. Um, an actual true immortal from Doctor Who, number four, Jack Harkness. Um, number three, Connor McCloud of the Clan McCloud from Highlander. Nice. Um, another one from an actual true immortal from uh, Doctor Who, a shielder. Actually, fucking immortal. Sometimes I don't know if he's speaking English. <laughs> and uh, my number one, Jason Voorhees. I didn't think anyone else would have him on this list. I honestly, I thought I was like, Dad, that one's gonna get good. Um, that was cool. That was a lot of people I don't know. Um, well, apparently Doctor Who's stupid, so don't waste your time. Yeah. Well, obviously is what I'd say, not apparently. Um, <laughs> all right, honorable <laughs> mentions. Um, I have to sit here and listen to you people talk about fucking sports and peeing on each other right. for it's an hour and a half show. once a week. Look, we're not going to pee on each other. We'll pee on fans of the opposing teams. fans of the opposing team. We're not not peeing on each other. Not not licking toads. Um, honorable mentions, Jesus. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> Jesus has to go on the list, dude. Like, every movie he's in, he never dies. And if he does, he just shows up again three days later. Um, <laughs> Michael Myers, uh, which Jason got a lot of love, but no love for Michael Myers around here. The first, the original, the best. He's never really died, though. Because he's immortal. He's just like, got retard strength and a weird mask. He's been shot, stabbed, blown up. He's like Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. They've tried to kill him you a million ways. just had Will Ferrell's character on your <laughs> Shut list. Shut the fuck up. I've been chipping in here. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Number five. Personal favorite of mine. You guys probably don't know how much I watched Star Trek The Next Generation when I was growing up. But I did a lot. It was on Sunday nights. Me and my dad would watch it. Uh, Q mm-hmm. from Star Trek The Next Generation. His whole race... Is like uh, a, Rene Abergine or yeah, Aber, whatever, like, how you fucking say his last name? I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but that guy, he's always a weird guy to me anyway. Um, but their whole alien race are basically just mischief makers. They exist to fuck with you. And they're immortal. They can take 
different forms. Mm-hmm. They can do different things. Um, they're a race of aliens there to fuck with you, which is pretty funny, I think. I like that. Uh, number four, David Lopan from Big Trouble in Little China. Oh. Nice. One of my favorite movies. Uh, he is immortal, mm-hmm. and that's the whole point of the movie, is he's trying to break the curse so he can die. And he does, and then he dies. But he is immortal throughout the majority of the movie. Um, he's a little basket case on wheels and then ten foot tall roadblock. Um, love. Big Trouble in Little China. Love that character. Uh, number three, Louis Cipher from Angel Heart. No one's seen this movie but me. And yeah, it was Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke and Robert De Niro playing Louis Cipher, who is the devil. Get it? Yes. Lou Cipher. <laughs> Even your name is a dime store joke. That's what. Yeah. That's what uh, Mickey Rourke says. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most intimidating devils I've seen because it's not shock and awe. It's not. No. It's yeah. Not like that. Ah, scare you. He's just real De Niro. Yeah. Just like. He's really like, intense. Something's up with this dude. And then when you find out what's up with him, you're like, damn, that was a nice little twist. First time I saw a movie that really twisted me, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where it was going, what was going to happen, and when it did, like, damn, Lewis. That was still uh, pretty Mickey Rourke, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was pre- uh, Boxing career. Yeah. That was, that, was, that was Lisa Bonet telling Bill Cosby, <laughs> you don't get to fuck me. I'm going to go fuck Mickey Rourke. Yep. Okay, see. Nice They're perky. Uh, number two, Phil Connors from Groundhog Day. Now, I know everyone's going to say that he's not immortal, <laughs> but if he hadn't got <clears throat> what's-her-face to want to give him a rim job, he was going to live that day over for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that We're what, assuming what, that's that, how the that end the of that night went. <laughs> was the director's cut. Did you see that they He's all, I really like kids and rim jobs. <laughs> and rim jobs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Paxitani. And rim jobs. And rim Eventually, jobs. on one of those days, she's like, I really like to give men rim jobs. It's just... And then he gets to wake up He's and hear like, a different song on that fucking radio. You know, no more songs. But someone did the math on how long he was there. It's a lot of days. It's, it's uh, I think it was like something like, within like tens of thousands of years, based on the level of expertise he'd have to gain on each thing oh, he learned. Oh, to learn how to play piano, speak. Piano, the ice go French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. like memorize, like, it's like they went, okay, it takes so odd to, you know... They, they figured it out. Memorizing stuff. the timing of a kid falling out of a tree. Robbing the... The, the, the band. Yeah. Truck. The Fix your bra. Yeah. Hey, Felix. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. I didn't think about it, by the way. But he was stuck in that day for a long time. Yeah, they, someone time did the math. And I think Ray, Harold Ramis had said it was something like... He imagined it was like 5,000 years or something. <laughs> that, like, he just kept... Which explains the suicidal, like, aspect of it. Well, that movie did take a dark turn for about ten minutes when mm-hmm. he kept trying to kill himself. It got sad. It got funny again, but there was very... at first you're just like, oh, this is... Hmm. How's this going to end? Is he going to kill everybody? Or you got to figure he probably went on, like, a few, like, mass murder sprees. <laughs> I've, I've always wondered that. I like the... On the director's cut, if mm-hmm. he like walks into that fucking cafe with everybody, kills there, Michael Shannon, gets a rim job. He's like, "Fuck you, Zod." I oh, don't especially you. the fucking Ned Ryerson. I <laughs> oh would, yeah, I bet he a million ways to kill Ned. He Ned Ryerson. <laughs> he took him back to the house, starved him, and skinned him. Right. <laughs> That's what he did to And then did it again for like and a again hundred years. And again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you really don't like? I'll show you. Um, number one, this seemed pretty obvious to me. It's just he's one of the oldest characters in cinema that made it on Ryan's list. Dracula. I mean, he is he is the guy. He I, can't imagine, I can't believe like the Highlander only made my list. I don't like Highlander. 
okay. I, I didn't. I, I liked part three. There were some boobs in it, sucks, but I didn't like. There were boobs in one. Those are boobs in one. I feel like, like my guys on my list are. There might have been boobs in two, but two ass kickers. Two was bad. That was when the, they were aliens or whatever. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. Michael Ironside. I got some ass kickers on my list. I like Jesse. Three was. Was that Mario Van Peebles yes, and, and Magic Van Peebles? Uh-huh. They were. That's the funny thing was is that Christopher Lambert and Mario Van Peebles were recording, were shooting that movie, <clears throat> uh, Highlander Three. They were also making another movie together. Like a futuristic apocalyptic movie that sucks. Huh. Christopher Lambert made a lot of shit movies for whatever reason. He was popular and was able to be. Yeah, I don't star. understand. Like, yeah, he had dirt on somebody. He, he <laughs> had dirt on motherfuckers because dirt. He is like, he's dirt. like dirt. Danny Aiello, but Ready, skin, like no. Yeah, like you watch him in other movies, you're just like, how are you a thing? You don't do anything. He's like Steven Seagal. There's no expression on his face. His vocal inflection never shows like, Yeah, his delivery's off. It's, like, the, it's the same every time. Um, I don't know what his thing was. but He I, had I to be rating, technically, in the morning. Yeah. Enough! That was about as loud as he ever got yep. in any movie. Um, I, you know what made that Mortal Kombat 2 suck worse was the new Raiden. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 Reamer. Um, <laughs> Harry Remar, I believe it's that. I don't know his name, but he's Dexter's dad. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Dexter's dad. He's He's fucking awesome. He's in some other shit, but Dexter's dad is the first thing that pops up. He was the voice of Hawkman in the Justice League character. I'll be quiet now. There you go. Oh, well, those are our five times, boys. Oh, I did have something from last week. Okay. It sucks. Don't worry for it. I'm kidding. What is it? Smug, smug, Doug. Where does it say that you took Houston? I didn't. I never go for Houston. Where does it say we took Houston? I don't know. I thought you guys did. We did not. Okay. Kansas City. That might have been when I was out smoking last time. You guys were doing picks while I was out smoking. No. Stop it. You fucking don't ground it. <laughs> we all pick Kansas City. Okay. Damn one of us. We all did. You want to do some playoff picks now? Let's do some playoff picking. Playoff picks. Playoff picker noses in the NFC. We've got the Green Bay Packers being so fortunate enough to win a game to go play the Arizona Cardinals who got a week of rest. And just beat them a couple weeks ago. I don't even remember how bad they spanked them. That's the snowball effect right there when some shit goes wrong and you can't stop it. That's what happened that Arizona Cardinal game. They just got steamrolled. I gotta say, I anticipated it to be different. Still think the Cardinals can dominate that team just because of the talent level. They have the better defense. They have more weapons on offense right now, and a fucking MVP candidate playing quarterback. So, if uh, I, I still would pick the Cardinals. I so think the Cardinals. Team. If you compare them to the Washington Redskins, and you want to look at the game that they just played, um, I think. The Cardinals are better than the Redskins on every single part of the game. They have a better backfield. They have a better front seven. They have a better running back. They have a, they have a better defense. quarterback. Mm. They have better wide receivers. They have a better return game. They are better. They're an over they don't end. have a better tight end. Just <clears throat> a nitpick. And they don't have a better deep threat. But those are very minuscule things. Those are those are. They got you have to have a quarterback to be able to utilize those things. So it doesn't matter because you're <laughs> going to play the Cardinals with a quarterback who can utilize everybody out there. Right. And to that point, even 
the one great weapon that they did have, Jordan Reed had a great day. So mm-hmm. if they're better everywhere else offensively, I mean, they yeah. they got great wide receivers in. They definitely do. It's David Johnson's beast. David right now. Johnson is a beast, despite Bruce Arians being so adamant about not playing him because he's a rookie. Well, now you don't have a choice. It's not and about, now he's still killing. It's not him. just about playing him. He doesn't like to play rookies. Rookies at all. in general, but he's conceded to that. He is completely conceded to that. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he did. He knows. He knows. We he do better, Justin. Um, yeah. uh, did you pick? Yeah. What's your pick? Oh, uh, I'm taking Arizona. Okay. I'll take Arizona as well. Thank you, Doug. What you got, Justin? Um, I'm going for the. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I want to go for the upset. I really do. I want to say that Green Bay learned their lesson. Um, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna say Green Bay 34, and Arizona 27. He's 34. taking four. That's a bold prediction. We'll call that the bold prediction of the week. Okay. No matter what anyone else says, that's pretty bold. <laughs> you got to go out on a limb sometimes, I guess. Gonzo? I already stated. Arizona. <laughs> All right, well then. I think enough has been said. I don't Oh Well, I don't know. Have we said enough? I think we said enough. Much more can we say. Other than... How about this? The only way that they, the Packers win, in my opinion, is if Aaron Rodgers throws for 500 yards and five touchdowns. Could happen. Goes off. Has no pass pressure. Is able to throw the ball all over the place, and those second and third string wide receivers get open against that secondary. That's right. Seattle at Carolina just Ooh. went and played in the ice. Yeah. Now they get to fly all the way home. Then they're gonna fly all the way back. They need to defrost and go to the south. I and think. Hot. I, I I I think this is gonna be a really good game. Personally, I think this will be a really really good game. Uh, <coughs> Carolina is the undefeated team. They're not undefeated. They lost one. They lost one. Oh, they lost one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was towards the end of the season. So. Okay, yeah. Uh, but they they are playing at home. Seattle does have to go across the country again. It was a close game. They're playing time. in Carolina? They're said? playing in Carolina. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I don't think – I wouldn't anticipate a very high score in this game. Uh, 17-14 kind of area. Uh, I'm taking Carolina, though. I'll take Justin. Carolina. 28-10, Carolina. That's all you got? That's all I got. Well, historically, the uh, the Panthers and the Seahawks have played good games, um, tough games. There's been a there's a blowout here and there, but for the most part, they're all pretty close games in the short history of the Carolina Panthers. This is where we see how good Carolina is. This is where we find out if they are the team to be in the NFC, in my opinion. If, if Cardinals beat Green Bay, it's expected. Like, if, if, if Carolina comes out and dominates a Seattle team with no running game, kind of uh, some weak receivers out there, in my opinion, still. It's not about the offense. It's about banging that defense up. They're, they're banged up themselves. Uh, this is a tough one. Cam's going to have to play like he played all season. Cam's going to have to have a four-touchdown game or what, whatever the plays that are made that score touchdowns are going to have to come from him. So whether whether they score three touchdowns, they got to come from him. Whether it's whether it's two, they got to come from him and they got to make their field goals. Um, I think that defense is going to stifle the uh, – I think the Carolina defense will completely stifle the, Agreed. the uh, Seahawks' offense. 
Um, <clears throat> I think it's more of a 20 to 13, 2010 type game. So it's going to be close. I'd be surprised if they got blown out just because of the the level of defense and the, the they play a high level out there in Seattle. They tackle everybody. They're around those those guys. And let's let's just be honest about what Carolina has a wide receiver. Shit, Ted Ginn sucks. He's gonna he's gonna get taken out of the game. Not like hurt, but they're gonna. I'm not scared of Ted Ginn fucking Jr. No one in that secondary for the Seahawks give a shit about him. Craig and Olson's whoever else they got. Pretty they got Cam but Chance. he's been injured too and banged up. And when you have a great secondary like that with a guy like Cam Newton and Earl Thomas, you can scheme a tight end out of the game, especially when you're not worried about your guys going one-on-one on the outside. Well, that's true. So I'm going to say a close game. Turnovers could swing it. If they start turning the ball over, Seattle's going to win that game. If not, they don't have enough offense. It's up to, it's up to Cam Newton. When thinking that anyone's got the weight on their shoulders this week coming up, it's all on Cam Newton. It's it's about him, and it's time to win that MVP. He's probably already won it, but <laughs> this is this is all on him. This is up to Cam Newton. Hmm. It's about taking the Panthers, but tentatively. Tentatively, tentatively, and now to the AFC, where we see the Kansas City Chiefs go to New England. I actually see this as being close game. Also, I think this is not going to pick be. on that game. Who you got? Between who? Kansas New City and Kansas City. Well, what about the one before that? Seattle, Carolina. He said Seattle. Yeah, it's it. He said. No, Seattle. he said Carolina. I said Carolina. Carolina. Uh, anyway, sorry. Kansas City and New England. I see this being a close game. I see this going to be a pretty entertaining game, and. Uh, I don't think that I think the Chiefs defensive coordinator is gonna know that Tom Brady don't like to get knocked around. I think Tom Brady's getting knocked <clears throat> got knocked around quite a bit this year, but he got he got exposed in a couple of games. That Denver game was there for everybody to see. Everybody watched it. Every team watched it. And they saw, oh, all you gotta do is put him on his ass. Now he got knocked around a little bit before then, but they noticed that it, everybody was able to watch the whole game and see the defense just putting him on his ass play after play. And that's what you got to do to Tom Brady. If you want to get in his head, make him look for those damn flags. Make him think he's going to get hit. So it's when Tom Brady gets comfortable that Tom Brady, Tom Brady starts being Tom Brady. You make him uncomfortable. You start coming up the middle at him. You start giving him those extra shots. They did it. They took some penalties in Miami for it. But they won that fucking game, yep. and I think, I think Kansas City's defense is better than Miami's defense. So I think he's going to yeah. get knocked around. That is going to happen. Yeah. I see Kansas City actually winning this game. I call him an upset. I'm taking Kansas City. What's the line? Four and a half points or something. Like Five that? points. Five points. Wow. Yeah. That means no one's really thinking New England's going to win that game big. If you get five at home, that ain't that much. Well, that rumor that is that Edelman just came back. Well, that's Edelman been the rumor be for available. weeks that he's going to be available right. for the playoffs. So, I don't know. I it's Bill Belichick playing the the injury report, but uh, I, I I'm going to go. I, I got to go with the home team favorites. It is it is damn hard to go into Gillette Stadium and get a win in postseason, and it's going to be cold. I'm picking. I'm picking the Pats, and I'm picking the Pats by 
I'm picking the Pats by two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Okay, two, sir. I think uh, this I game think is possible. I think this game is going to be all about defense. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Um, Kansas City has a chance to let their defense shine. Uh, to Ryan's point, to piggyback it a little bit, you got to hit Brady, and it's you start to see his shitty reactions, the way that he when he starts complaining, bitching to refs, stomping his foot, doing that stuff. You're getting under his skin, so if you can get your pass rush to him, you'll be good. They have an all-pro corner or an all-pro safety in Eric Berry, an all-pro corner or number 22. I can't remember his name right now. There is there is chances for the Kansas City defense to make plays in this game because I think they can handle most of what New England has. I mean, obviously, Gronk is going to do his thing, but they have safeties that can work it out. They have Derek Johnson, who's a pretty good cover guy at linebacker. Um, this is going to be a defensive game. What's going to be tough for Kansas City is Bill Belichick designing his defense to go against Alex Smith and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You don't get to start slow in this game. You better start moving that ball. Better start doing stuff. He likes to frustrate people. It's hard to win in Gillette. And Alex Smith is a flustered guy. He's as any other quarterback, maybe a little bit worse. You start hitting him, he starts making bad, bad, bad throws. Bad throws. This game, I'm taking the best defense. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. I think I think the the New England end is coming. The era is coming way out. It's it's starting. It, that could be the real. It should have happened in the Super Bowl last year. If they just hand the ball off, that begins the end of the era. Because not only are they deflating footballs, but they lost a Super Bowl, and then the whole scandal comes on along after it. I think the end of New England's coming, and I'm going to put it on the Kansas City Chiefs to go do it. We'll see, because it could be 31 to 10, and. Uh, New England win, depending on what Brady's doing. But that defense is going to have to go get him. That's it. Kansas City's defense got to go get him, turn the ball over, get turnovers, get turnovers, get turnovers. That's that's how they win that game. If they're not doing those things, they're going to lose. Doug, anything to add to all that? Yeah, I'll take Kansas City just because I don't want the Patriots to win. Good call, Doug. It's just that simple. All right, now the big game. Big game. The only one that matters next week. The only one that matters to me. Denver and the Steelers. Gonzo, you wanted to elaborate on something about Ben Roethlisberger or something? <laughs> no, you did. <laughs> well, I wanted to, but then you said, shut up, I'm saving it for the other half of the show. Okay, 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 go ahead. Well, we are saving it. You can get to your points, sir. Oh, sir, thank you very yeah. much. Talk um, about a game Justin, we're talking about later. How, how, is, how is this rolling? His shoulder is not doing well. He's got an AC sprain. Um, the AC joint is uh, pretty much, uh, from what I'm to understand, the back area of the shoulder, the part that uh, is throw a ball. very responsible for throwing a football. So I'm no doctor. I just assume. Pretty, uh, yeah, just it's not good. Home. He's not going to be able to, He, uh, uh, from what I heard, he can't even lift his arm. And you could see that at the end of the game when he couldn't take his arm out of his hoodie at the uh, post-game interview. And when he couldn't take his hand out of his hand warmer uh, in the last five minutes. Here's what I think you could see it as. He got carted off the field with a shoulder injury. That, like, 
tells me that that hurt like a son of a bitch. People say, well, how do you go out there and, like, I know he didn't throw, like, big bombs down the field, but he still threw, went out there and threw the ball. Two things. Adrenaline and the old shot in the arm. Literally. They gave him a shot to numb the pain in his arm just in case they needed him, just in case Landry Jones could not... Just in case Landry Jones did what he did. Couldn't play the way he played. That's exactly. literally... He came out of the locker room without pads, and they were like, no, 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 you're, he sucks. Go put on pads. Go put on pads. Let me know if your arm goes numb. He's like, all right, my arm went numb. He knows he's not going to be able to play that way in an actual whole game because he's just not going to have... You're, when you got that injury... You're not going to have the arm strength. You're not going to be able to throw the ball accurately downfield. Yeah. He's going to throw picks. I think <clears throat> Antonio Brown, we'll see how he goes through concussion protocol because I guarantee you he's going through concussion protocol. They didn't make any mention of it after the game. But when the nope. NFL sees a guy in the playoffs for everybody to see go pretty much limp after getting blasted in the dome, you can guarantee you the NFL is going to make sure he's in concussion protocol. He is listed as concussed. So my guess is he has a 50-50 chance of playing. If he doesn't play, if he doesn't play, we will not be seeing a Steelers victory. There is no way the Steelers team can beat this Denver team without Antonio Brown. They might be able to beat this team. Or with Ben a, Roethlisberger. They might be able to beat this team with Landry Jones. They might be able to beat this team, I'm saying might, with an injured Ben Roethlisberger. But they cannot beat this team without Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was responsible for most of that offense in that Steelers come from behind victory in the first place. Without him on the field, we win that game. It doesn't get completely away from us. We go, dodge that fucking bullet. We win that fucking game. Now it's not at Steelers town. They don't have a healthy Ben Roethlisberger. They don't have a healthy D'Angelo Williams. They don't have a healthy Antonio Brown. They don't have an active D'Angelo Williams. They don't have an active. We're going to have, right now, we got we got a great shot. Beat this team and move on. I think the Broncos, even playing Peyton Manning, since now we got Peyton Manning to talk about again, I think Peyton Manning can beat this team. This is a great... This is a defense he could get some confidence on as long as we don't have fucking Schofield out there playing. I don't know how he gets on the field. I, if, I can't understand how he'd even be on the team next year. If I'm John Elway and I've been letting Gary Kubiak and the offensive line coach decide what to do with the guy for the season, when the offseason comes, my decision as John Elway is that this guy doesn't fucking play another down for my team. Regardless of what Kubiak right. says, he, he he already got he got two of your quarterbacks banged up. That's that's pretty, it's pretty pitiful. So you got a score prediction? Or are you just going with Broncos for the game? I don't predict okay. scores. I go with the Broncos. I got the Broncos beating this team by two touchdowns. That's that's bold. I'm gonna go on top of your boldness there. Um, I don't feel like it's bold. Here's the uh, here's here's the X factor. The actual semblance and what makes the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is injured to the point where they are Ben is questionable at best we'll just say let's just say for the sake of the Steelers playing for their lives right now they put Ben in against their better judgment and against Ben's better judgment say he plays it's not as bad as we all thought Ben plays 
Okay, going back to what Ryan said. No D'Angelo Williams. No Le'Veon Bell. Okay, so running game, they were running with Toussaint, but uh, that, like like we said, that game got out of hand last night. Um, and they don't have Antonio Brown. The concussion protocols are a week minimum every time. He won't make the game. He's not going to make the game. He just won't. I've got the Broncos winning this one handily. Handily at 24-9. Handily. You said 14 points and you said 15. I said yeah, I'm going to go on He's bolder by a point. Okay. Going on he also, but he like, also <laughs> repeated everything his brother said for the last minute and a half. Well, that's also why it makes it easy for me to say, because I'm not going to point out the obvious that's been stated. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just already been stated. What I expect next week is the uh, Denver defense committing, uh, creating turnovers. Uh, I expect a uh, defensive touchdown. I expect a loud crowd. I hope that Manning doesn't get killed. I mean, it's not about us just losing the game. I hope he's not, like, dead after the game. <laughs> I mean, the way that our line has let people get through, and they're going to blitz him. Um, whatever, he better get his reads and checks and everything, and his arm better be ready to go, and I hope it's, like, 50 degrees because they're going to blitz the shit out of him. And that one point... Five, two point three seconds it takes him to get the ball out, whatever it is. Still tops in the league, surprisingly. You better be on point and start getting that ball out because they're going to blitz him. I'm hoping we run the ball. I'm hoping he's under center. But I think our defense wins this game. We're going to win by double digits. I, I mean, I, I think ten points or more is how it should go. We'll see how they come out. They better be pumped up. They better be ready to go. Defense better start smacking motherfuckers in the mouth. If you don't see Antonio Brown out there, Attack those wide receivers. If you don't see Ben Roethlisberger out there, attack that quarterback, which we do anyway. But just just hit him. Just go get him. This is a game the Broncos should win. Like the Baltimore game. Yeah, Broncos. <laughs> like hey. the fucking Colts game. No somber, f- no somber flat, fans. No fucking playoff game. One more fucking time. And scrap them all. And start over. Obviously not, but... They should Obviously be not Von Miller. They, there's, right. He better not come out flat either. He had a sack in two fucking games. He's like barely even doing anything anymore. We need him focused and ready to go. Live. Everybody. I want I want whatever your favorite stupid rap song is playing in your fucking headphones. Or whatever fucking stupid metal song you like playing in your fucking headphones. I want the locker room loud. I don't give a fuck what Manning wants. If he wants quiet, send him to the other room. I want this team pumped up and ready to go. That's what I'm expecting to see next week. Ten-point victory, at least. Defense dominating the game. That's what I expect. little message to you Denver fans, too. Don't pee on anyone. The whole week, all I've heard for the last week is how nobody's happy that we're the first seed in the NFL playoffs. We're the first seed for the AFC. The road to the Super Bowl goes through Denver. Be happy, Broncos fans. Get loud. Get positive. Put that positivity out there. We're going to kick some ass. We're going to go to the AFC Championship game. It's going to be amazing. We're going to beat either Kansas City or New England. And we're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's going to be awesome. Just put it out there and not worry about who the quarterback is. Let's just cheer for the name on the front of the jersey, not the one on the back. Also, one more thing. He turns into a bigger cheerleader for the Broncos. We're going to start talking about his tits. They're sweet. Boobs? I, I, I also want to put one more thing out there for you season ticket holders who 
Have tickets. Gonna sell your fucking tickets to a fucking Steelers fan. You should also sell all your Broncos shit to a Broncos fan. You fucking traitor bastard. How dare you? Try I can to make get money. money. If you come up with the I, if I see yellow all over that stadium, I swear to God, they should find out whose seats they are and revoke them. You shouldn't be able to sell them to Steeler. Don't do it. Don't sell that ticket to a Steeler fan. Don't be that guy. If you're that guy and you t- and somebody comes to me, I swear to God, and they say, I sold my ticket, or I took a Steelers fan with me. Oh, you, fuck you. You are not a Broncos fan. Do not do that shit. Given the people you know that are Broncos fans, I don't want to see the ugly yellow towels. They're going to be there. Let's limit how many crazy assholes are there. Here, here. Fuck the Steelers. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!